Blog Talk Radio. Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah, we've been doing what we've been doing. We've been bonding and putting this thing together. 
And like I said again, it's all about rehearsing the righteous act. This is a big job, and y'all probably looking for the ministry that do his will. How you do his will? Keep the law. That's how you do his will. Ain't, ain't no special thing to it. If you're going to do his will, that means one thing. You keep the law. Let's look at, in the fourth day of the speech, look at Luke chapter 12. Let's try to see what's going on on the fourth day of the speech there, young line. Go up to the book of Luke, chapter 12. Verse 12 reads, But the righteous spirit shall teach you at the same hour what you ought to say. Excellent. And at the very same hour, the righteous spirit do the teaching. And that's what it's all about. The righteous spirit do all the teaching. All we both do is follow. The righteous spirit leads. But remember about the righteous spirit, it just don't work because you wanted to work. It works because you are lined up. Let's look at Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, 1, and read down to verse 10. Uh, young line, let's look at Wisdom of Solomon 1, 1, down to verse 10. Let's show you the, the righteous spirit only works when you work in your father. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, 1, 1, down to verse 10. Go over and read that in the fourth day of the feast of tabernacle. Let's see the faith. One one down verse ten. Come on. The book, the wisdom of Solomon, chapter one, verse one. Verse ten. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter one, verse one. Love righteousness. He that be judges of the earth. Think of Yahweh. Wait, wait a minute. That's that's a, that's a, that's a great statement. You to be judges. Wait a minute. You tell the judges got love righteousness. Well, that's one. We got a break in sister Judas behind that. And I said, Sister Judas, Yahweh be just see right. Yahweh bless you, see Israel of see world. Hallelujah, He said you got a little judgment. Now, that's big talk there. Now, we got to find out who he talking about got a little judgment, Sister Judas. We got to do a little precept on that one. Let's bag all up to do the Roman chapter 1-1 one, one, and see what it says in 1-1. One, one. Let's find out who, who he talking about saying they got a little judgment, judgment. We got to deal with that. You know, that's, that's what I say. Fourth day of the feast. And this is what it's all about when those that come in all over the world, rehearsing the righteous act, and we have to tell them, bottom line, you got to love judgment. You got to love judgment. You don't look at judgment as a punishment. You're looking at Yahweh getting you on the right track. All I need is two lines in one one there. All I need is two lines there, um, Sister Judas and. Deuteronomy chapter 1, 1, only with two lines, what it say? Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1 reads, These be birds which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side of Jordan in the wilderness. Excellent. That's all we need. So now, so now he's saying these words were spoken to how much Israel? All Israel. Let them know they got a little judgment. Let's start off about this judgment. So, Judy, we're going to skip down. To uh, verse number 13, we'll find out about this judgment and take it down to verse 17. Let's find out about this. He said, you got to love some judgment. So he tells me, all the children of Israel, you got to love judgment. That's what the Almighty said. You got to love some judgment. You got to look forward to being judged. Get down to verse number 13. Let's talk about it. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 13 to 17. 
verse 13 reads, Take ye wise men, and understanding, and known among your tribes, and I will make them rulers over you. Oh, so it's, so we, verse 13 said you got to take wise men, and understanding, and know, and known among your tribes. And I would make them rulers over you. See, that's see, that's where that's a, a word that a lot of them just break out running from when they hear that word called rulers. But this is what he said. Let's read a little bit more. Fourteen nine and verse seventeen. Verse fourteen reads, and he answered me and said, the thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. Verse fifteen reads, so I took the chief of your tribe, wise men, and known and made them heads over you, captains over thousands, and captains over that hundred, and captains over fifty, and captains over tens, and officers along your tribe. Verse 16 reads, And I charged your judges at that time, saying, Here's the cause, causes between your brethren, and judge righteously between every man and his brother, and the stranger that is with him. Wait a minute. You say you got judge. What kind of way? Not on what they're saying, 
but you're going to make a calling according to the what? The law. The law. And that's what kind of judges he was set up. You have to know the law is a person doing the law, and that's where you make your calling from. You make your calling from the law. So he set up judges to make a calling by watching the head judges, and when you deal among your people, you only make a calling according to the law. Now look at that. That's all we had to do was make sure when we call in anything, because all these ministries of the six anointing camps got to make sure one thing. When we got something to say to anybody in any of the six anointing camps, it must be pertaining to the law. And, and remember what it says in 5, and, uh, 1 and 17. What it says we can read in Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1 and 17, are based on the same understanding that young line. What it says in Leviticus chapter, see this is going to leadership. Leadership in the six anointed camps, when you make a calling, it's got to be pertaining to the law. Because uh, Sister Judas in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, make it 2 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. Why do you got to make a calling? Why your calling got to be pertaining to the law? Let's see what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 19 and 20. Why so, Sister Judith? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and verse 20. Verse. Oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 19 and 20. We're making, it's 19 and 20 now, Judith? Uh, no, sir, just 17 and 18 and 2nd. Well, uh, back up, uh, make it up. Uh, let me see, what do we want? We want, uh, you're not your own. What verse is that? What are we on? Make it first Corinthians in there. First nineteen and twenty. Chapter six, nineteen and twenty. See, once you accept the opportunity to be in leadership, that means you might have to put a little studying in this Bible and when you see anything that's contrary to the law of the Bible, you gotta say something. Because of what? What reason that? That's a Judas. Hallelujah, 
First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27 reads, But I kept under my body and bring it to subjection. I keep. But I keep under my body and bring it to subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have talked to others, I myself should be cast away. I make sure what I tell anybody about this Bible, I make sure I'm doing the Bible. Because I can be a castaway and a hypocrite if I'm talking Bible but not doing Bible. That's what he's saying. So when I make a statement, that's what he's saying. When I got something to say, and I call a sentence on anybody pertaining to the law, it's because I know the law and I'm doing the law. Then you qualify to make a statement. But if you're not doing the law and keeping the law, then shut your mouth up. Because that shows that that's part of being uh, hypocritical and talking the law but not doing the law. So once you once you find that out in the sixth morning camp that you got a member just talking the law but it's not doing the law, just tell them shut your mouth up. Because you put a stain in in the sixth anointing camp because we got to um oh, oh this old preacher name uh Price used to make a statement uh, pull that verse up from the young line where it said we walk by we walk by uh, it's in Romans we don't walk by uh, sight. We walk by something he say. It's in the book of Romans. Let's see what he said. Uh, above the young path now. But he loved to say that how you supposed to walk. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Something like that. It's something like that. Let's see, let's see what he says. See y'all pull that verse off of those seals. That he how to walk. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Um, let's see what. Let's see. Can we pull that verse out there, young man? You know, it just gets on me about that verse. Uh, we walk by maybe and y'all probably be with maybe Bob Kai can pull that verse out. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Yeah, we walk by. We don't walk by faith. We walk by sight. Something like that. Come here, put somebody give me that verse right there real quick. I need to hear that verse. Walk by sight. Yeah, I need to hear that. What old young line that old 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 Bob McKay? I need to hear that verse right there. You know, I'm struggling right now. Walk by sight. You know, uh, so. Uh, maybe a young lion can give me that verse. Because what you call old, old preachers love to use that verse. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Something like that. I don't know where I'm Where that verse at? Where that verse at? Let me have to see out in that verse right there. Uh, I, I, need, I'm a, I got plenty of time. Where that verse at? We don't walk by faith. We walk by faith. Second Chronicles five seven. Let's see the young man say Second Chronicles five seven. Let's see. Let's see this devil we want. Second Chronicles five verse seven. Let's see. Second Chronicles five. 
That's right. So we find out, now we're going to find out about this walk. We're going to find a little bit more about this walk right here now. So remember, you got to walk with this, this guy. So now in the book of, in the book of John, what is this walk all about? As a matter of fact, let's, uh, let's just read 1 verse 6. Let's get warmed up. Yeah, 1 verse 6. We're still looking for this walk. 1 John 1 verse 6. What about this walk? 1 John chapter 1 mm-hmm. verse 6. 1 John chapter 1 verse 6. Read. If we say that we have fellowship with him yes. and walk in darkness. And we walk in what? Darkness. Mm-hmm. We lie and do and do not the truth. Okay. Okay, now go to Second John. And we still trying to line this walk up. We still trying to line this walk up in Second John one verse six. We're trying to we trying to line this walk up. See we wanna walk this walk down to the precept. One verse six. Second John chapter one verse six where it says read, and this is love. And this is love. That we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as he has heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. Oh, so with the precept we find out that we walk by faith and not by sight. That means we walk by the what? What do we walk by again? According to everything, one verse six, we walk by the commandments. We walk by the law. So when that preacher used that statement, we walk by faith and not by sight, then we'll find out this preacher right here have um, said some things that uh, when you do some research on the Bible, you are left out the most important thing, that faith walk is a what kind of walk? It's a law walk. It's a law Statutes and commandments, and we know clearly that they did not walk in the law, statutes, and commandments because they were keeping Sunday, Easter, and everything that was contrary to the Bible. Yeah, you see that? So you see how you can find them out? By just precept of your Bible. All you got to do is precept of your Bible. You can find out what's your own, and that's why it was very important when you meet and greet on these six, on these seven days, and that's what we, we were looking out through the audience to find out in all the six counts exactly bonding and seeing how is your walk lined up with this book. But we didn't make no calling by appearance. We made only a calling by the law. And that's what Moses was setting up. Now, come on back to the Judas and that Deuteronomy. You got that mark in it. So what he was setting up in Deuteronomy, he was setting up how to judge according to the what? The law, statutes, and commandments. Let them know when you make a call, especially in leadership, make sure it's pertaining to the laws, statutes, and commandments. That's the reason you making your you ain't making a calling because of your emotions. You're looking out among the nations of Israel that you've been sent over to be judged over in the sixth anointed camp. And when you see one of the members that's outside of what the Bible is saying, you got to make a calling about that according to, um, well, we're going to get, now come on back to that, Leviticus um, chapter 5, verse 
5, verse 1 and 17. Let me show you why. See, once you've been trained for the job of being a, a judge over the sixth anointing camp, you have to know the scriptures now. And when you make a statement, it ain't based upon your emotion. It's based upon the scripture. If you find a member is not aligned with the scriptures, you have to say something according to who. Let's talk about it. You got line? The book of Leviticus, of the law, chapter 5, verse 1, and verse 17. Leviticus, chapter 5, verse 1, reads, And if a soul, a person sin, he hears a voice of swear, and is a witness, whether he has seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he should bear his sin. Verse 17 reads, And if a person sin, they commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of Yahweh, though he wished it not, yet is he guilty and should bear his sin. Men, six and on account. If you've been appointed to be in leadership, you got to look at yourself first. You got to look at your family first. Now, once you look at yourself and your family, you got to make a calling, but you got to make sure before you make that calling, yourself and your family is lined up with this book. Then you can make a calling on those in the nation of the section on the county. But you got to make sure you follow the law, statutes, and commandments. Or just shut your mouth up. Because that makes you a hypocrite. If you're not following the law, statutes, and commandments, then you probably sit, sit, sit around and turn in your leadership role because that's out of order. That's it. Yeah. So now we got to, and that was, and that was so important about the seven day feast is to make sure we examine ourselves to make sure when we start calling on those we're looking at to help them, we got to make sure we line up with this book. We are doing the Bible to make a calling pertain to the Bible. Now come on back to the Judas and that Deuteronomy. What do you say again? Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 15 to 17. Okay, now wait a minute. You already know. Now, what did, what did you leave off on? No, you was, in, you was in the first chapter of Deuteronomy. You was in the first chapter and... and I stopped on uh, verse 14. Okay, right. That's what I want. Pick it back up where you stopped there. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 14 to 17. Verse 14 reads, and he answered me and said, The thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. Verse 15 reads, So I took the chief of your tribe, wise men, and known, and made them heads over you, captains over thousands, and captains over hundreds, and captains over fifties, and captains over tens, and officers among your tribe. Verse 16 reads, And I charged your judges at that time, saying, Here's the, here's the causes between your brethren, and judge righteously between every man and his brother. No, stop it there. So now when you're judging righteous, how, 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 how are you making the call again? Well, we just got through running down, young line. So how do you judge righteous? 
righteous, you judge according to the law. You make your calling the trained you. Those that you're looking at out among the congregation, you make your calling according to the law. If you see the seer, the elders, the mothers, anybody walking contrary to the law, and you know you're keeping the law, then you have to say something pertaining to that according to Leviticus chapter 1, verse number what was it again? Leviticus chapter 5, five verse 1 and 17. So you have to make a call, especially if you're in that position of leadership. If you don't make a call, whoever's saying they on, you're going to be tagged with it too. Because that's the responsibility of leadership. Leadership have to make a calling according to the Bible. And that's why you have to know the Bible to make a calling, but he got to make sure that he just ain't talking Bible and not living the Bible. So if you're not living the Bible, shut your mouth up. That's where it goes. Shut your mouth up if you're not living the Bible. You can't just sit there and make statements if you know you're not living the Bible. Got it? Good. Come on, so, so, just read it a little bit more. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 16. Now, when I break in, I always hold your finger on the last point that I was on. Or anybody that's, that's that you read for the better heaven, always leave your finger on the last point that he was on. Then you put, come right back and pick it up at that same point by leaving your finger and a mark on it, but you come right back to it and take off from that point. But the last words that you read before, he broke in on you. Go ahead. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 16. And it was, and chapter, every man and his brother and the stranger that is with him. Verse 17 reads, He shall not respect persons in judgment, but he Shall hear the small as well as the great. Ye shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is Yahweh's. And the cause that is so as too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. You say it so now. So, with, if it get too tight, are you making a calling? Then you bring it to the elders, and then it'll get to the fear. If it's something that got too hard, and you making a calling. But you got to make the calling by being in leadership. That's why you got to know the law, but not only know the law, you got to be living the law. Statutes and commandments. Now, that, now, um, Brother Titus, oh, he's doing something. The young line, Brother Titus, let's get another witness in Second Chronicles, chapter 19, verse 5, 6, 9, and 10. Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 5, 6, 19, and 20. Fourth day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Going to Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 5, 6, to 19. Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 5 reads, And he said, Judges in the land, through all fifth cities of Judah, city by city, Verse 6 reads, And said to the judge, Take heed what you do. For you judge not for man, but for Yahweh, who is with you 
and judge. Verse 9 and 10 reads, And he charged them, saying, Thus do you, thus shall you do, in the fear of Yahweh, faithfully, and with a perfect mind. Verse 10 reads, And what cause soever shall come to you of your brethren that dwell in, your, in their city, between blood and blood, between law and commandment, statutes and judges, you should even warn them that they trespass not against Yahweh. And so wrath come upon you and upon your brother. This do, and ye should not trespass. Mm-hmm. I'll read it again. You should do what again? What did it say you should do in verse 10? You should do what? i read verse 10. You shall do what? In the middle of verse 10. You shall do what? Ye shall do. Ye shall even what? You should even warn them. Oh, so in leadership, you got to do what? You should even warn them. Warn them what? That they trespass not against Yahweh. Uh-huh. And so wrath come upon you and upon your brother. This do, and ye should not trespass. So you see, in leadership, you think it's easy by having a leadership position. But all these attributes, you must make sure you apply it. But you have to live it yourself. You have to make sure you apply it, but you got to make sure you live in it. If you ain't living it, then you can't apply it. So you got to understand that in leadership, in leadership, that's some big talk. Uh, Just give me a precept in 1248 of Mark. Give me a precept on that. See, we talk about leadership. See, now right now, we're in the fourth day of this feast. And in the fourth day of the feast, we're supposed to be um, meeting the people where they're at. They all came all over the world. Uh, we're doing rehearsing the righteous act. And they all came everywhere to understand that it's more to adjust the feast about eating them up and drinking them up, although we have done that in grand style all the fourth day. So Mark chapter 12, verse 48, can you hear me out, Sister Judas? See, it is Mark chapter 48. Oh, okay, make it look then. I'm looking for much is given, much is required. I'm all over the place right now. Where, where, where we at? There you go, young man. Yep, yep, go see that. Where was that?
Because you know what a servant is? It's the one that's applying his law. So he's talking about the one that's applying his law. If you're not applying the law, shut your mouth up, because he's going to, a day coming, if you ain't walking it, he's going to judge you on it and call you a hypocrite. 47. Knew his will. So the servant that knew Yahweh's will, I mean, he been he been sought out. He know the will, but he ain't gonna do the will. Go ahead. And prepared not himself, neither did the court of
make sure they understand that it's more tedious than what we think it is. Go ahead. So, Makai, y'all quite bet you first. There, y'all line. Y'all quite bet you there. Here it is, where? Oh, Steve Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Let's talk about. Out there. You, Benjamin, 
and uh, Levi. Now go out there, y'all can grab those uh, northern kings. That, so that's why we're trying to make sure we reach out to the all the known world, but any way we can reach out to them, through the broadcast we're setting up, and y'all drop that trail enough to keep this thing going. So now we know what this system was really created about. So uh, we actually tune in. We want you to take notes. Take good notes. Write down your questions next to your notes. And then we want you to call in to the international line at 224-600-5579. Once again, we want you to call in to the international line at 224-600-5579. We also want to make sure that you got a clear understanding that if you don't want to call in to the international line, type in those keys with your one eye say telephone, or that one I say, no, better say it better, is that one I say cell phone. And when you tune in to our Facebook page or our YouTube page, when we set up the TikTok or clean and got that up and running, when you got the desktop, the laptop, the smart TV, all these one I say, no, devices, put a question down there at the bottom of it. Ask the question. Put us to work. And let's get an answer according that we can read in the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 15. We'll make sure we get to you this read. And we can't get to you right then and there, we'll go right down your question. Give us a day in chapter 2, verse 16, and we'll get back with you. So we ask you all to be big ears and little mouths. Have a humble and a meek spirit. A meek spirit like Moses, like Moses had. A meek man on the whole planet Earth. So we ask you to have that spirit inside of you. We can work with you. I was here to hear something. Now don't be coming ready to tell something. But so we want to make sure that you get the proper information that you can need. So Judah, you can do your job. Over travel, y'all got to And get that northern kingdom in order. Wherever you at, over the whole known world. All right. So we say hallelujah, Akwa. Hallelujah, Akwa. Hallelujah, Israel. Oh, T.D. Roy. Hallelujah, bro. So um, we laid we lay a little groundwork down in four day because, because remember, we it's all about organizing and doing some teaching on these days to understand that this right here is big business because a lot of things have to be revealed and when they come together on, them, on that seven-day feast, the teachers that prepared the leadership must be all around the audience looking around seeing what to tell them, and he'll give you that spirit, as a matter of fact. And that's why it always starts from the top and work its way down. So in Deuteronomy, uh, Sister Judas 18, verse 18, do you have to say out in 18, verse 18? Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath before you take off.
according to 18, verse 18. This is good. Put a little, put a little, more, a little more for the mass Norton really hear what you, what you just got to read now. 18, verse 18. What are you going to do? We got to take a deep breath 
that we do know. That we do know. So we be, we look right at the verse, and you ain't going to change what the verse is saying. So this is what the verse is saying. So I'm going with the verse. I don't care who you are. You can be the elder, the seer, anybody else. Mothers, brothers, and things. Better have, no, we're going with the Bible. But we got to know what the Bible says. We got to be looking directly at it, not uh, based upon uh, dramatics and personality. No, I'm going to see the Bible says a seer. That's what the Bible says. So we're going to go with the Bible. Then if the seer uh, got full of himself, you say, yeah, that, thank you for putting that correction on me. So you don't get, you make sure we got to be about this thing. I'm telling you. Y'all are going to do what he got to do once we in order. In order, we read already the early part of the lesson, you got to judge according to righteousness. And righteousness is law, statutes, and commandments. You got to apply this. You can't talk this unless you walk it. If you ain't walking, don't even talk it. Because you're not going to be heard. You're going to get past everybody. Because we're going to see where you're not in order and your family not in order, so you're going to keep your mouth closed. Now, we're going to read verse 10 and, and Hosea chapter 10, verse number 12, verse 10 and 12. 10 and 13, what's that, young line? All right, the book of Hosea, the seer, chapter 12, verse 10 and 13. Listen, good. Hosea chapter 12, verse 10 and 13. I've also spoken by the seer, and I've multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry. Of the seed. So when he spoke, how did he speak? So when he had anything to say in his Bible, how did he speak? By the seed. By the seed. That, that, that will read? New York Rock. Okay, good. Skip down to verse 13. Verse 13 reads, And by a seed, Yahweh brought Israel out of the bundle. And by a seed was he preserved. So, Bob, so, so many seers laid them out, didn't, didn't they, the young line? How many seers laid them out? Many seers laid them out, huh? A seer. How many? A seer. How many is eight? One. 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 Of those millions of Israelites, but it was one seer that laid them out and had many elders and everything and leadership. We read about the Judas, how the leadership was set up in order to help to all the tribes by getting wise men out of every tribe. So you see all the things here? To understand for this thing to work, it must merge a seer, unrebukable, in the word of Yahweh, and that's how it works then, and that's how it works now. We're going to ask Brother Titus, and we're going to see him get a precept on that and see the end thing change in Acts chapter 7. Look at verse 22 and 23. Acts chapter 7. Pause, take a deep breath. Remember, you read for the national audience, fourth day of the feast. You don't be hurry to get it out. We're going to get it out and get it out right. Uh, 7, verse 22 and 23. The book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. Acts chapter 7, verse 22 reads, And Moses was learned, and all the wisdom of the Egyptians, Mizzamites, and went. It was mighty in word and in deed. Verse 23. And when he was full 40 years old, it came to his mind to visit his brethren 
the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. So when it came in his mind, he said, well, I'm going to visit my brother. Who, who is Moses' brother? The children of Israel. Children of Israel. Twelve tribes. That's his brother. Okay, good. Now let's find out uh, a little bit more. And what happened that we can read in verse number 30? Let's read down a little bit. Acts chapter 7. Verse 30 reads, And when forty years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel, ministering spirit of Yahweh, in a flame of fire mm-hmm. in the bush. When, 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 in verse 30, after forty years expired, there appeared unto them in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. Ever say that in your line? Appear unto him. To oh. him. So, appear unto him. Is that what, what was going on here? We are what? 31. 31. And when Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to behold it, the voice of Yahweh came unto him. Oh, to him, huh? Go Say now, now he's going to introduce himself. So now Yahweh going to introduce himself to Moses, right? Let's see what he says to Moses when he introduces himself. Acts chapter 7, verse 32, say, I am Yahweh your father, Yahweh Abraham, mm-hmm. and Yahweh Isaac, and Yahweh Israel. Mm-hmm. Then Moses trembled and durst not behold. Mm-hmm. Verse 33. Then said Yahweh to him, Put off your shoes from off your feet, for the place where you stand is righteous ground. Mm-hmm. Verse 34, Have seen, have seen the affliction of my people, uh-huh. which is in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and came down to deliver them. I have heard their groaning. I heard their groaning. And have come down to deliver them. Uh-huh. And now come I will send you into Egypt. So he said so he say he's coming down to deliver, deliver them, but he's looking at Moses. I'm coming down to deliver you, Moses. But he tell Moses what? What did he say, Moses? <laughs> I'm sending you into Egypt. I will send you, Moses. See, you understand this thing? Once we understand, and see, this is what's so important about the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, the seventh day. It's we will be all among the six anointed camps, breaking down to the children of Israel that are so low on the rules of the regulations of the Bible. See, we got to make sure we got this thing down pat. And Yahweh got no other choice but to intervene. Before we, if we find the ones that got problems in their bodies, we both know to tell them about the bodies. We both be able to look out among those in the section on the camp and see whatever they, is, whatever they problem is at, Yahweh give that spirit in that same hour, and you both be able to go over there and work them over according to the law, statutes, and commandments of Yahweh. And that's the game changer. Well, the fear is in whatever camp he in, we got to be able to do that and the elders got to make sure the teachers in line can be able to do this by example. Read them up. Verse 35. What did it say? This Moses, who never refused saying, 
This Moses was David's rule, saying, Who made you a ruler? No, you, 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 you're leaving out words, but you're saying so fast. Who made thee a what? Made thee a seer. A ruler. A ruler. You're right. That's what it says. Who made you a ruler? There's millions of people around. Now you got, you all got your game sales in there. So here comes your game sales. Well, who made you a ruler? See that? Now here comes the one that got his little crew together. Now they're going to confront Moses and say, and we know where that's at in the book of Numbers 16, but we ain't dealing with that. Who made you a ruler? And what? The judge. You mean Moses was, was a ruler and a judge? Yes. Yes, just by the hands of Yahweh. Because he made he made him to be what? Uh, Judas and uh, seven one of Exodus. What did he make Moses and according to seven verse one? See, this is what we do on these feast days, on this seven day feast. Remember, we'll be on every night at seven thirty until this thing is completed on the eighth day. Every day at seven thirty. All these days we go all the way at 7.30 to 10.30, although we be live in all six camps, bonding and talking scripture, getting prepared. Come on, 7 verse 1. Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. What is the word verse one reads, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, See, I, I have made thee a Yahweh to Pharaoh. I have made you, Moses, a Yahweh to Pharaoh. And Aaron, thy brother, shall be thy, thy seer. And Aaron going to be the seer. See that? So Moses was in, was in big position, and, 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 and those that surround, that was hanging around in leadership, they had, they started murmuring at this thing. You see what I'm saying? So now, so he were, now Paul is rehearsing the righteous act what happened over there in the book of Numbers. You ready to know? Now, come on back, uh, young lion, on that verse 35 of Acts 635. Right, Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7, verse 35. The same did Yahweh sit to be a ruler and a deliverer by the head of the angels, which appeared to him in the bush. Wait a minute. We got a whole lot of A's in here, don't we? We got a whole lot of A's in here, we got, a, we got a whole lot of A's in here because you got a lot of brothers out there jumping down. But now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got a lot of brothers, you know. I heard a brother call me and say, well, you know, we all is the, uh, is, we all, we all been made prophets. How has we all been made prophets with a misnomer for seer? But according to the Bible, it wasn't but one seer and a whole lot of hell. And teachers and everything else according to the Bible. Now, if you want to get out the Bible and say that, go ahead. But if you ain't using the Bible, because what we read right now, uh, Paul is rehearsing exactly what happened back there in the beginning. And what did Paul say Yahweh did according to verse 35? Acts chapter 7, verse 35. This Moses whom they refused, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? The same did Yahweh said to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angels which appeared to him in the bush. And so Yahweh said a law that did And that's how he's going to sell everything else when we get in order. Yahweh going to bring everything to be settled 
and when they bringing it on. Now let's back up. Uh, let me let me know, Brother uh, Makai, when you uh, when you are uh, uh, through with what you're doing, please give a little reading. Oh, hallelujah, I, hallelujah, I didn't hear no Hallelujah, I didn't hear no Hallelujah, oh, Hallelujah, I didn't hear no 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 Hallelujah, I First Peter chapter one, nineteen through twenty one. Go to first Peter chapter one. Verse nineteen and twenty. Nineteen to twenty one. Nineteen to twenty one. First Peter chapter one. Verse nineteen to twenty one. First Peter chapter one, verse nine. Nineteen. So when the precious blood of Yahweh the Son, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. Verse 20, who truly was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Verse 21, who by him do believe in Yahweh that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in Yahweh. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I made an arrow. On that verse right there, that that really can be put in, but it don't. It's not what I'm talking. I need it, and that's why we have to make sure that we understand when the seer do make a mistake and says, "See, you, you sure you don't you you, you you sure that ain't second the second book of Peter one nineteen to twenty one? See, we we can't blindly follow nobody, even the seer. We got to make sure he on point because even David. Like when young lion read last lesson, a lesson for that, he said, "David, why, 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 why you want to do these things right here, David? Don't you know you gonna get us, you gonna get yourself in trouble and everybody else tied up." See what I'm saying? So one thing about it, leadership got to be leading by example. If you see him going off, you got to know the scriptures. See, no, 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 that don't go with that. Second Peter chapter one, nineteen through twenty-one. Read that, young lion. Second Peter. Mm-hmm. Second Peter chapter one. Verse nineteen. Verse nineteen. Listen to this. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. And also we got a more sure word of prophecy. Well too. You do well. So you do well, go ahead. That ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Prophecy means that has been foretold by the seers. Prophecy means Things that have already been foretold by the seer. That's prophecy. It's been foretold already by the seer. So he's saying you do well. And what I'm getting ready to say, you go check it out because it's been told by somebody back there on the left side of that book. Somebody don't say something. I'm not up there just talking that talk. I'm talking about something that has been said. Go ahead and read. Until the day dawn. And the day star rise in your mind. And until we get your understanding up, because we know those that's coming in to sitting on the camps, I don't care what camp they're coming from, they're going to be slow. We got to meet them where they're at with the right spirit and build them up. Go ahead. Verse 20. Knowing this first, there's no prophecy of the scripture. 
There's of any private interpretation. So it ain't it's nothing private about it. It's vital for those that want to understand the truth. We got to be prepared to teach them the truth. It's no private interpretation. It's done by in order according to the Bible order. Go ahead. Verse 21. For the prophecy came not in all time by the will of man. It didn't come by the will of man because you, you, your parents continue to yell Harvard of uh, movies. It didn't come that way. Praise. The righteous man of Yahweh. Oh, so we read early. The biblical definition came to men that was righteous. And what was the biblical definition of being righteous? Again, now, Brother Makai in 625 of Deuteronomy. So it came by righteous men. He didn't pick any man. He picked righteous men. And the biblical definition of being righteous that had his word in 625 of Deuteronomy about Brother Makayo. We're going to read a little bit. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse number 25. 25 reads. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Yahweh, Yahweh, and he has commanded us. So we, so the righteous is those that exert and do the law, statutes, and commandments. That's the man that Yahweh picked to carry his word on. The one that observed it, the law, statutes, and commandments, and not was just a hearer of the word, he was a doer of the word. Then the one he will put the blessing on. Now we're going to Hosea, there, young line. And now we're going to, if we're going to see, can we learn something on the way of learning something? We're going to Hosea chapter 1, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 4. We're going to, we're going to read and see if we get some understanding out of this and find out what, what meaning what mean is this right here. Hosea chapter 1, pick up verse 4, Brother Micaiah, take your time and deliver it and do your part. 1 verse 4, we read on down to verse number 11. The book of Hosea chapter 1. Verse 4 down to verse number 11. Verse 4 reads. And Yahweh said unto him, Call his name Israel. For yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Israel upon the house of Jehovah. And will call to seek the kingdom of the family of Israel. Mm. See, Jezreel is another name for Israel. Remember, we're teaching the national order. We know what they're looking at, but this is another name that they propped up for Israel. Northern Kingdom. It's talking about Northern Kingdom. Jezreel is talking about Northern Kingdom. It's just a polluted word for Israel. Same thing about the word called Bantu. So his brother, all about brother called me from, from on the international line, John Bantu. I said, brother, ain't nothing but a whooped out word for Israel. Polluted. Now, what's on your mind? Go ahead. Verse 5. And it shall come to pass at that day uh-huh. that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. That's right. Verse 6. And she conceived again and bare a daughter. Yahweh said unto him, What? Call her name Luruhamah. Mm-hmm. For I will no more have mercy upon the family of Israel. Right. 
but I will utterly take them away. Verse 17. But I will have mercy upon the family of Yahweh Judah. Did you say that? And will save them by the Yahweh, their Yahweh. And will not save them by both. I'm not going to save you by both. Nor by sword. Not by sword. Nor by battle. Not by battle. By horses. Not by horses. Nor by horsemen. So you're not going to be saved that way. So get this in your mind, all you camps, begging you on overthrow y'all, the man who's in control today, by any type of warfare, you will lose. That's not how you're going to take this man down. We're going to read how you're going to take this man down according to the angel telling the seer, Hosea. How you going to take this man down in every other nation by understanding what the Bible is saying, right? Verse number 8. Now, when she had weaned lo Ruhamah, she conceived and bare son. Verse 9. Then say Yahweh, call his name Lo Ami, for you are not my people, and I will not be your Yahweh. So this is called the prophecy of disconnection from the northern kingdom of the Gentiles. There was prophecy was told that I would no longer be the northern kingdom as we be. I'm coming to the northern kingdom. The only kingdom I'm working with now is Judah. And Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon is up under Judah wings. That's the order of things. But the ten northern tribes, if anybody can get in the ten northern tribes today, all of, all of this Roman Catholic, the dollar civil, they are they're all over the place. Because Yahweh has to do with them. But he's that room when we return. That's why it's so important to understand we have to edify those who's coming in, especially on these feast days, especially on tabernacle. But we got to have it right to meet Northern Kingdom where he is. But let us know plan the Northern Kingdom. That's what I'm doing with you. It's nothing you can say to him right now until you get in order. And he will say, How do we get in order? Yes, the number of the children of Israel should be as the sand of the sea, yes. which can not be measured yes. nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, yes. there it shall be said unto them, you are the sons of the living Yahweh. Now that's a big talk with them. So he just said, Hosea said, it's going to come a time with this now. You are not my people, ten northern tribes. But he also said, in the same place where you call not my people, you will be called my people. Now that's a big talk with them. So you got to show them as we speak. Northern Kingdom, you're not his people. But then he won't know well, how do we get back in order. Now, brother, Titus, we're going to go and look at a precept. 
Because you got to show them where they are messed up at, but you got to show them how they can tighten up. But you got to use the Bible. We're going to Jeremiah 31. And we'll look at verse number 1. What is that in your line? Jeremiah 31, verse 1. See, this is what the bondage part about. See, these days, you, you see what, what, what they need, and then you work them from them. See, you got to be in the hell that determined spirit, and you see where they at, and that's where you meet them at. So if Northern Kingdom coming in and visit Northern Camp, you got to recognize the spirit they got on them, that they will be talking something totally different. So now anybody know anybody from the Northern Kingdom, like the, the word of Northern Kingdom is a word called they like Spanish, Puerto Rican, and Mexican. Them the blue names they got. But understand something, Sister BSK. Understand real good. That Northern Kingdom only a teacher. She's out of the will of the Almighty. She's not going to understand anything, Sister BSK. Israel, until she come in and sit down with open mind and learn where they lost it and how to return. So we, we got to report that the Northern Kingdom woman is going to hold our teaching over there. But she got these songs in Scripture. She's out of order. The Almighty is not dealing with you until you get this part right here. So that's why you might have a over to hear a lesson and it won't stick with them. You know, read, read why it won't stick with them. Read the, the uh, just give me 7, 3, verse 17. Let me show you why it won't stick with them. So, Sister BSJ, Israel, you make sure you write these scriptures down and you let them know, although I let you hear about broadcasters, but. You will never get this right until you understand who you are and what you got to do according to Psalms 73, Peter, verse 13, and 1 John 17, verse 2. Take your time and enlighten the man's Lord. Psalms 73, verse 13, down to verse 17. Come on. Psalms chapter 73. Then she'll understand that you got to get to one of the temples with her. 
with the right spirit and come sit down and then she'll understand her position according to the Bible and she won't be all over the place. Although you're doing fine about letting her hear the broadcast, but she'll never properly understand the Bible because she don't know who she is. She thinks she's Puerto Rican, Mexican, and but really she's Northern Kingdom, and we'll break down exactly what tribes she from and what their responsibility. But they would never get it right until you understand what Jeremiah gets ready to read Jeremiah. 31 verse 1. Who got that? Look at Jeremiah 6, chapter 31, verse 1. I'm going And at the same time, said Yahweh, Will I be Yahweh of all the families of Israel? Yes. And they shall be my people. And they shall be my people. Let's find out about these people he's talking about in verse 2. Verse 2. Thus said Yahweh, the people which were left of the war. Yes. Found mercy in the wilderness. Yes. Even Israel. Mm-hmm. When I went to call him to rest. And I went and I went to call him to rest. Somebody all twelve tribes. So now it's all about this day with the BSJ. Israel. It, it's all about this thing. Now listen real good. So when you when you get a hold to that uh Bible teacher over there, they got they got the they got the, the mouth going. It's an order about things. So you have to let her hear the whole of things. Watch this. Go ahead. Verse 3. Yahweh appeared of old unto me. Yea, yea, I have loved you with everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. He said, but with loving kindness have I drawn you, Henry. Verse 4. Again will I build you, and you should be built. O virgin of Israel. Can you shall again be adored with your tabret, and you shall go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Verse 5. You shall yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. You shall yet plant vines on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall eat them. The, the planters shall plant and eat them. So that means one thing. The plant is going to plant. That means you've got to reach up and get this thing. You know, so then you know you want to be pulling down from that tree. Hallelujah. As common things. Verse 6. But, but when you pull down from that tree, according to Yahweh, what kind of thing? As common things. That's all it is, common things. That's how we pull things. The reason why we got all these problems in our body. Because we're not eating common things, we're eating worldly things that cause our body so much terror. We're not reaching in the tree for our meat at no time. As an afterthought. Go ahead. Verse 6. Listen good. There should be a day. But there, there's going to be a day that the watchman upon Mount Ephraim shall cry. Now, Ephraim is the leader of the ten northern tribes. Ephraim is leader of the ten northern tribes. So it's going to come a day when Ephraim's going to cry. Let's see what his cry will be about. Arise ye, 
And let us go up to Yadah Judah. Unto Yahweh. Our Yahweh.
yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea. Now, the children of Israel, they, they everywhere. I mean, they, I mean, they have more babies, you can say, they're taking they everywhere, right? So we know they have sand of the sea. Getting on the trial is, is like a super bowl. They everywhere. Do it every Which cannot be measured, nor nothing. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, yeah. then it shall be said unto them, You are the sons of the living Yahweh. Well, so now, now, now how it's going to be said to them when they come to Judah? That's what it's going to be said. It's going to be shown to ten other tribes. Yahweh is going to lift that blindness on you, and you can come run about them. Catholic churches, Christian churches, when Yahweh came in, and you become the sons of the living Yahweh. Now, the drummer get ready to think it. Let's see how this thing will unfold. Now, I got my eyes on the young lions, and those on the national audience, it's real good when these young lions go take a peep at this right here, and I'm going to ask them something in verse number 11. What is they say then shall the children of Yadda Jew, the northern king, I mean the southern king, and the children of Israel, the northern king, be gathered together, and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land. For great shall be the day of Jazareel. Which is proven for Israel. Northern king. Now, according to verse 11, do who, who among the young lion want to for the national take a take a shot take a shot at uh, verse eleven. What is what is this really saying? What is it saying in verse number eleven in Hosea chapter one verse eleven? So he laid out the blueprint. So what is he really saying in verse number eleven? Take a deep breath on your young lines and and let's let's see if we can get about those of the guy here in what verse eleven is saying.
right. Go to. All right, so I'm going to go to um, Isaiah chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Isaiah chapter 12. Uh-huh. Then go to. All right. So he said it's going to come a day 
with northern kingdom and southern kingdom. You want them what? One head. One head. Your mind. They gonna point themselves one head. Now, Jewish precept that to fourteen twelve. Let's see what all my y'all brought in St. John fourteen twelve. Now we're going to precept that. Remember, you get, you get torn around to do the precept. Let's see what Yahweh said. He's going to do 14 and 12. John chapter 14, verse 12. Verse 12 reads, Truly, truly, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So he said, truly, truly, he or they going to do great work. What is that? He or they? He that believes on me. So how many is he? How many is he? How many is he? One. He is one. And we found out the one is one head. Right? So it's going to be he. Going to do greater work than what he done. Right. Right. So again, we talk about one again. So this one, you got to keep precept. Now we're going to uh, 37th chapter of Micaiah. We'll look at one down in verse 4. Now, check when the light comes on there. I will hear when the light comes on. We can identify the one head and we'll identify the he based upon southern and northern kingdom. We don't identify all that by precept in the Bible. We're going to bring seven, one, two, three, four, over the kind. Go to the book of Ezekiel. Yes. Chapter 37, verse 1 down to verse number 4. Mm-hmm. The book of Ezekiel, it says, chapter 37, verse 1, read. The hand of the Yahweh was upon me. Yes. And carried me out in the spirit of the Yahweh. Yes. And set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. Verse 2. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said, they were very dry, but he called me to be that day. So me was people that day. And that was reading. So me was people that day. Go ahead and read. Verse number three. And he said unto me. And he said unto me. Son of man. Can these bones live? And I asked, Oh, Yahweh, Yahweh, you know. There's no one know can these bones live in you, Yahweh. I don't know. He said, I don't know. He said, Son of man, can these bones live? He said, I don't know. He said, only you know. Verse 4. Again, he said unto me. Again, he said unto me. So so far, so so far, Brother Titus, what's the conversation about? What is the conversation so far? How many involved in this conversation? What? What do you mean, one? How many involved in this conversation? Yeah, yeah. How many in this conversation? Determined about the, the bones. No, but how many in this conversation? 
Verse 6. And I will lay the news upon you. Yes. And will bring up flesh upon you. Yes. And cover you with skin. Yes. And put breath in you. Yes. And you shall live. Uh-huh. And you shall know that I am the Yahweh. Uh-huh. I'm good. Verse 7. Now, 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 and the bones came together. And the bones came together. Bones to his bones. Bones to his bones. Verse 8. Right. And when I, beheld, when I beheld, lo, the sinews in the flesh came up upon them. Uh-huh. And the skin covered them. Yes. Above. But there was no breath in them. But it still was no life in them. They started shaking, and they started shaking rather and rolling, but it still was no breath in them. Okay, remember, keep on now. So now he's equal. He's doing what Yahweh told him to do. But he, he, and he's talking to him, but it ain't no breath in there, right? Verse number nine. Verse nine. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Now he's not telling to do this. <laughs> Since they don't want to, they don't want to hear you, Ezekiel. Just prophesy unto the wind. That's now. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, and they, I mean, that they may live. Oh, so let me just say it. So now he says, prophesy to the four winds, and the four winds is the four nations. The four nations that are going to do you some damage. Let's pull that, let's pull it out, let's pull it out of the Judas. See, now, you see, this is what I'm saying. Now, a little later, we're going to hear from this good stuff. We're going to, to Judas, we're going to see exactly what, what, what he's talking about, these four winds to blow on these people. We're going to 15 chapter of Jeremiah and verse number one. So sometimes you got to pay those to come, come in. What you doing over there? I ain't doing nothing. Well, come on here and be a rest of the righteous act. Take a couple hours and be a rest of the righteous act with you. See what I'm saying? So now I'm saying something. When we get in order, and they even do this out of six and nine counts, Yahweh will show his hand to his ministry. But you have to know how to preach up your Bible and make it plain. Now these old winds, we're going to find out who these old winds is. They got the world the nation of Southern and Northern to get their attention. Verse 15, 1. Come on. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 1. Yes. Verse 1 reads, Then said the Yahweh unto me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yes. yet my mind could not be toward this people. Cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. Okay. I don't, if, if, if Moses did it for me, he's not going to plead their cause. And Samuel did it for me, and you know how great Moses Samuel was. Now, back in Samuel, you know, he let them know exactly who we were in Grand Style, and, and, and he judged Israel, and he said, I'm going to change Brother Titus. 
devil bitching out on him. He judged Israel. Second Samuel seven fifteen. Yeah, I Samuel. Judge Israel. Go to Second Samuel chapter seven. Verse fifteen. We'll make that first Samuel chapter seven verse fifteen. That's right. Verse Samuel. Chapter seven. Verse fifteen. Listen good. Samuel the seer judge Israel all the days of his life. So the seer is the judge. Got some sword on. That is going as death. Got 
mask on. This, this is the one you call sweet Jesus in the Christian church. Yeah. Look how he's talking. Yeah. And the Christian church don't talk like this, do they? Death, sword, Babylon, captivity. You want to obey me? Do what you got coming. Death, sword, Babylon, captivity. Is that what we're reading? Yeah, Brother the name, verse 8. He said, now, once you get, once you get up in these situations, let's see how you pat you on your head behind it. In the name verse. Right. I will appoint over them four times. Wait a minute. Oh, and, and when you get there, wherever you at, I'm going to point, I'm going to point, a, a point over you. What? Four times. Four times. Let's, let's talk about the four times. Say the Yahweh, the sword to slay. I'm going to have that sword. That's one. The dogs to tear. Two. The fowls of the heavens. And the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. Uh -huh. So now you see the four kinds gonna be on letting them. So there's no four ways gonna be on you. They gonna treat you like a like somebody a sword, like a dog, like a eagle flying on your head, or a beast of earth, and to do what to you? To devour and destroy. Yeah. So you see, you see how you can up on that. So that's the old kind he told Ezekiel. He said, I prophesied with him. Well, I told him what he was saying. He said, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let these old winds get at him. I'm going to let these old kind get at him. Let that sword man get at him. I'm going to let that dog man get at him. Let that foul man get at him. I'm going to let the beast get at him. Huh? And you, see, and you know what he said he's going to do? Uh, Brother McCoy, he said he's going to do a uh, wholesale. 515, why is going on? Why is this happening to you? He's going he to have a whole day of 515. Where's that? Y'all lying, Brother Micaiah. Book of Isaiah, chapter 5. Yes, sir. Pick it up at verse number 15. Where is it? Book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verse 15. Read. I will go and return to my place. I will go and just return to my place. Until they acknowledge until they acknowledge their offense. Their offense. And seek my faith. Yes. In their affliction. Yes. They will seek me early. So you see how much teaching we have to do six anointing camps on these feast days when they come together. They bring their loads with them. But they got to hear the word. Y'all watch you gonna watch you until you start doing this law, statutes, and commandments. That's what the gathering is all about. That's what the bonding is all about. It's showing you where you at. Even if they come in on sticks, come all out of shape, you're going to show them you got to change the way your intake is. you got to show them how to correct themselves and take it back, especially in leadership position. It's the problem you have in your body because you need the king's meat. As long as you need the king's meat, you're not doing the same. Let's read that, uh, brother. Okay, let's read that. The one thing that came to me is not going to be the same. Let's go to Daniel chapter 1 to show you. As long as you eat the king's meat, I don't care if the king come by and tell you what, either any bitty piece of it, you is not going to be the same as long as you eat the king's meat. You got to let the king's meat get away from you. To get yourself together, 
you got to put down the king's meat. And we got a program called a 90 day detox. If you do the 90 days detox, that means you got to put down the king's meat for 90 days. That means you got to eat from that tree for 90 days. That means you have to use three specific things to intake, maybe four. You have to eat from that tree for 90 days. You're going to detox your body. You got to put it in 90 days. 90 days, you got to put it in your body. You got to eat 90 days from that tree. You got to eat, number one, grapes from that tree. Number two, apples from that tree. Number three, pomegranates from that tree. I mean, uh, mangoes from that tree. Them three things you got to eat from that tree. And the tree is for your meat. And you got to go into the ground and eat two things. You got to get that water in them to help flush that stuff out. And you build your body up with standing corn. Tell the five things you have to do for 90 days. Standing corn, wild milk, grapes, what did you say? Apples, apples and mangoes. Green apples, green mangoes. All of them got to be green. That's the number one hit. All five of them. Boil and that corn and that remember the corn and seven eight twenty four twenty five is where that corn coming from. See, understand that standing corn, not the one in the can. The standing corn builds your immune system up because the standing corn, if you do them bad for ninety days and drink a lot of water and exercise. Every problem in your body will leave you. You will see your effect of it after 30 days. You're going to see your body start making just a way you're going to fight you two for nails in 30 days. I mean, you will go through like that picture called New Jack City with the dog was on them drugs and he had locked off in that trembling, trembling, and doing everything. He's trying to get in. That's what happened for 30 days. You can do everything for 30 days. But if you hold on for 30, 90 days, all the problems in your body will come out of your body. Whatever problem you got in your body is going to need you. If you follow what the seer just said, best thing they can on the camp. For 90 days, you have to take a lot of water, spring water, and exercise. You got to eat only from the tree. Grapes, that got seeds in it. Apple, number one is green, that got seeds in it. Third, mango, that got that big seed in it. Give your three things you eat from the tree. 
for your feet for 90 days. What you use from the ground is that water. If nothing, if you really want to do nine days right, do the break of water. But I'm giving five choices. But remember, when you eat the standing corn, it's for to your immune system. It's for your immune standing corn, not the can and the cheese. Standing corn, not the kind that they all messed up in your mouth. That's why you have to go on with it. Because they're doing everything to everything that you put in your mouth. And remember, and last night lesson showed you, well, the chicken has been banned in just about every country that the United States produces chicken. Because they put chlorine in their chicken. They wash their chicken down in chlorine. When you look at the word chlorine, it means a toxin. If you the word toxic, it means a gas. And you know what gas do it, in a closed room, and you see it can turn into a poison to you. So when you eat this chicken from the United States, you eat toxic. You eat chlorine. You eat a gas. You eat poison. You got it? Go in your phone and pull it up. Say it. Do United States put chlorine in a chicken? You know what they say? That yeah, we, that we do it, but they don't do you no harm. It's you. On that piece of telephone, yeah, we do it, but it ain't gonna harm you. On chlorine, don't don't harm you. Chlorine is a toxin. Toxin is a gas. A gas is a poison. You mean it don't harm me? No. See that? And we're going to see 
do this, do what we just told you, do it, stand up. But I put some book on it. We're going to Daniel chapter 1, and we're going to look at Daniel chapter 1, and we're going to pick up at verse number, oh, let's pick up at verse 4. Let's read it to that, young know, man. Verse 4. Going to the book of Daniel. Yes, sir. Here, chapter 1. We will pick it up at verse number 4. Let's go. The book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse verse 4, read. Now, tell me, read verse 3 just make it sense. All right. Going to the book of Daniel, chapter 1. We will pick it up at verse number 3. Verse 3, read. And the king spake unto Aspenat, the master of his unit. Yes. Then he should bring certain of the children of Israel. And of the king, see, yeah. and of the prince. So he, so they they, they want to send them to the Israel, but they want to want to call me the king, see. That means Judah. Right. See, that means Judah. Since everybody knows Judah is the lean tribe. Even in captivity, the king knows. Bring the children of Israel, but bring the king, see. And we know all the kings from the tribe of Judah. Some of the kings, right? Children in whom was no blessing, but well faithful, and skillful in all wisdom, and tiny in knowledge, and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's power. That means what the king wants to be done, they got the power to do it. And whom they might teach the learning in the tongue of the Chaldeans. And, and, and they, they would understand the Chaldean tongue better than the rest of the Israelites. So they can catch up. The Jews can catch on to everything. Verse 5. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat. And, and the king, Nebuchadnezzar said, Look, okay, they're going to eat the king's meat. You know, the king means, you know, what we today, the king's meat. So the king said, well, we have a point down to eat the king's meat. Go ahead and read. And of the wine which he drank. And even the wine that they drank. So nourishing them three years. And nourishing them for three years. And at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. And they so feed them the king's meat, the king's uh, um and drank for three years, then they be able to stand before the king. Because you got you got the head going all the way back with everything by that time. So three years about this happened next. Now who, now who are we talking about? Verse 6. What? Now among these were of the children of Yadadju. Gabe, Haniah, Mishael, and Azariah. Yes. Verse 7, until whom the princes of the eunuchs gave name. <laughs> and they always name you. See, they, act, they know what your name really is, but they're not, like, you know, you're Judah bloodline, but they said, no, you're African-American and Negro. <laughs> so this is where it comes from. This is how you end up being African-American and Negro, Judah. Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon, and all them. With your name, here's where it started from right here. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar. Yes, 
sister, and to Haniah of Shirach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. 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 Verse number eight. Verse But Daniel proposed in his mind that he would not defile himself. Now, but Daniel proposed in his mind not to defile himself. Go with the portion of the king's meat. They want nothing to do with the king. Not again being king. They want nothing to do with the king's meat. Nor with the wine which Lord, was drank. They didn't want the wine that they drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So when you're doing the king's meat and the king's wine, you're defiling yourself. And he asked the head man of the king, can we uh, get around eating the king's meat and drinking the king's wine? We don't want nothing to do with damn one of them. Let's see how this conversation goes, Verse 9. Now, Yahweh had brought Daniel into favor yeah. and tender love with the princes of the universe. I wonder, I wonder why. I wonder why he brought him in favor. Why? Daniel 6, verse 3 and 12, verse 3 of Titus. I wonder why he brought Daniel in such a favor. Let's see if we can preach up and find out why did he, Yahweh, Chapter 11, verse 16 reads, 
And Yahweh said to Moses, Get unto me, seventy men of the elders of Israel. Get unto me, seventy men of the elders of Israel. Whom you know to be the elders of the people. And officers over them. And bring them unto the temple of the congregation. That they may stand there with you. So Moses was told by Yahweh, look out there among the people of the twelve tribes. And give me seventy men that you know, Moses, to take care of this business. You got to know who you appoint to do whatever you appoint. You got to know. That's why fear looks to see what he got to know from the page of the book. Verse 17. Verse 17. And I will come down and talk with you there. It will take the spirit which is upon you. And I will take the spirit that's on you. And put it upon them. And I'm going to put the spirit that's on you, Moses, on them. So those who are sitting on the camp got to have a spirit of the fear. You got to have a spirit and a charisma of old fear. You got to know how to precept your Bible. You got to know how to be the word is. And your spirit got to be right. You can't be all over the place. Okay? You can't be all over the place. Because you're going to be tested. Now, we're going to precept the whole that point. You know what I We're going to Brother Micaiah and look at Mark chapter 4, 13, down to verse 20. See, you, you got to understand this thing. See, when you watch you, see, can you get around? We might do a little shot and see what's around you. But remember, the wolves are going to really rally you. They're going to blast you scorn if you can't take a deep breath and take care of business. Mark chapter 4, 13, down to verse 20. What Brother Micaiah got to bring to the master of the scorn? Go to the book of Mark. We want chapter 4. We're going to read verse 13 down to verse number 20. The book of Mark, chapter 4. Verse 13 down to verse number 20. Verse 13 reads, And he said unto them, Know you not this peril? And how then will you know all peril? So, so he's he going to uh, give a parable, uh, illustrated of. Uh, He'll, he'll do some illustration right now. He's going to use it as a parable to those that got in here grade. Verse 14. The so-and-so is the word. He said so-and-so is the word. Verse 15. And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately, and taketh Away the word that was sown in their mind. You see that? So remember, Satan coming up immediately, and, and, and he's going to try his best to snatch everything you just heard out of your head. Remember, he ain't going to be playing around. He's coming up immediately. Verse number 16. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground. Who, when they have heard the word, immediately received it with gladness. And, and, and you got something crab, take no account. When you hear something, you have you get so happy. They heard something, right? Yeah. Seventeen. 
and have no root in them. But they really don't have no root in them. They all over the place. People being damned and killed. Get a good laugh at them and saying, don't you know a good laugh you or to me and you all twisting all in your feet. Go ahead. And so endure, but for a time. And, and they only do for a time. Afterward, yeah. when affliction of persecution arises. When, when we tell you that what you're doing is not biblically of the law and the commandments, then what? For the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Did you have them? Then all of a sudden, well, I got to go to another account now. Now they're offended. You show what the Bible says. Now they don't got offended. Now they want backbite, murmur, and complaint. It shows the Bible saying, now they got offended. Go ahead. Verse 18. And these are they which are sowing among thorns, such as hear the word. Verse 19. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, Entering in, took the word and it becometh unfruitful. You see that? When other things get there, you're going to try to get around with the Bible, man. The Bible tells you one thing, but you want to get around it. And then, and then you become unfruitful because you want to go another way. But the Bible did one thing. Go ahead. Verse 20. And these are they which are sowing on good ground. Yes. Such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. Psalm 34. Psalm 30. Psalm 60. Yes. And Psalm 100. And these are the ones that, what, what kind of way y'all? These are the ones that's good. And all what you be good, uh, Brother Titus, in Romans chapter 7, verse 12 and 16, this is all way you can be good. He said, one that was good. That's a big word. So the BSJ Israel, being good. Let's see how you be good according to the Bible. Going to the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 12 and 16. Good. Romans chapter 7, verse 12 reads, right. Wherefore the law is righteous, yes. and the commandment righteous, and just and good. So that's how you be good. Verse 16. 16. If did not do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. So how the one that was good, they brought it what again? So the one that done what? You know what They kept the law. Law. statutes and commandments. So what the young man read? Those that were done doing the law, what they bring in again, y'all? That was good. Now, what did they bring in? Keep reading. After you got good, they done what? Oh, we're going to verse 21. Yeah, read it. Going back to the book of, I'm going to read verse 20 again. Now, read where it was good at. They were good. Now, we know what good they were doing, right? Hallelujah. They were having after that good, good, and come up on the ground. All right. Going back to the book of Mark, chapter 4, picking up at verse number 20, read. And these are they which are sowing on good ground. Good, good, what, what is good ground? The law. The law. These are they that kept the law, statutes, and commandments. And what do you do for them that kept the law, statutes, and commandments? Go ahead. Such as hear the 
hear the word. They heard the word. And received it. They received it. And bring forth fruit. And it brought forth fruit. Psalm 34. 30. Psalm 60. 60. And Psalm 100. You know what I'm saying? So you see what's happening? When you don't do the law, no law, do the law, this is going to be in your mind. You want to do it. Verse 21. And he said unto them, It is, is a count is a count. No, verse 20 is what I'm going to
even as I received of my father. So we'll be able to bust their head, clean up, and they won't be right. And y'all go out and bless you for doing it. So when they do make it, they change their mind. You let that rod in your hand. Don't bust them by their big Verse 20, verse 20 reads, and I will give him the warning sign. Yes. Verse 29 reads, he that have an ear, let him hear. Now, you got an ear to them? You hear how it's going to be, come on. What the Spirit said unto the temple. The Spirit said unto who? The word is there. The word is there. Churches. Because churches mean children of the Lord's child. Children of the Lord's child. That's what the word church means. Children of the Lord's child. Give it to somebody. 
Going back to the book of Ezekiel itself. Going back to the book of Ezekiel itself, chapter 37. We're going to pick it up at verse number 10. Now. What the book of Ezekiel itself, chapter 37, verse 10, read. So I prophesied as he commanded me. Yes. And a breath came into them. So I prophesied, man. You, see, after them four winds got a hold to them, now they ready here to fear. Them four winds, so it's a prophecy of them four winds when got a hold to them, and now they looking for those there. Huh? Give me a metal county book on first book of mine, be John Lyons, Brother Titus. 446 and come back, right? 446 and come right back. I'm going to the book of 1st Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 46. They're doing some things now. Let's see what they ought to do now. Book of 1st Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 46. Hallelujah. It laid up the stone and the mountains of the temple in a convenient place until there should come a seer to show what should be done with them. Sooner all these big diggers are going to come and gonna sit down and won't know from the seer, and the seer is going to pass to the elders and the teachers on what it takes to get back right. So we don't have to tell you. That's why I feel like once we get in order, all it's going to be again. See? They're going to recognize all this that they bumming around with. If it's a sin seer, that's a lie. Then we got to get there and sit down, and he's going to point towards the elders, the elders going to point towards the teachers. Come to class, sit down with being elders of the mouth, and you understand by coming to the temple of the six morning camps. Go ahead and read. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, taking it back up there, verse number 10. Verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and a breath came and took them. Yes. And they lived. Uh-huh. And stood up upon their feet. Wait a minute. And what happened next? An exceeding great army. So, so great army means leadership. That's why you got to get right, young lions. Because what is given must require. You want a great army. That means instruction of leadership in a great army, ain't it? So that's what we talking about. A great army is one we in order. A great army going to stand up. Verse 11. Then he said unto me, Son of man, yes. these bones are the whole family of Israel. Yes. Behold, they say, our bones are dry and our hope is lost. Yes, that's what he say. We are cut off for our part. So that was, that was what Israel talking about. That was Israel talking about, Judah talking about. But so who was he talking to? He ain't talking to, he's talking to the seer, pertaining to Judah and Israel. Who are you talking about? The whole house of family of Israel. What are you talking about? To the seer. Y'all mind? Verse number 12. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh, Behold, O my people, I will open your grave and cause you to come up out of your grave. Yes. And bring you into the land of Israel. You see, man, he tells us, go tell them what I'm going to do if you do right. If you pay the seal, so never mind, which you don't do today. 
this is what's going to happen for you. So the spirit will tell you, I'm going to bring you out of that condition you in. Go ahead, read. 13. And you should know that I am the Yahweh. I need to read them on that. Give me 11, chapter verse 16 and 20, brother. God, time. Give me Ezekiel, chapter 11, 16, verse 20. I need a precept on that. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 16 and 20. Mr. Lynch. Look, Ezekiel the Tia, chapter 11, verse 16. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 16 and 20. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 16. Read. Therefore, say, thus said Yahweh, although I have cast them far off from among the heathen, and although the nations, although I have scattered them among the countries, Yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come. Verse 17. Therefore say, Thus said Yahweh, I will even gather you from the people and send you out of the countries where you have been scattered. And I will give you the land of Israel. Verse 18. And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all the detestable things there were, and all the abominations there were from this. Verse 19, And I will give them one mind, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony mind out of their flesh, and will give them a mind of flesh. Verse 20, That they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinance, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their Yahweh. So who is Jonah to? Jonah of Israel. Who, who, is, who is they telling them to? Don't be quick to make things. That's Yahweh telling the people that to take it to the children of Israel. You know what? That is Yahweh telling Ezekiel the seer what to take to the children of Israel. The field can't do nothing to him from Yahweh. Now, what he got his mission was to go to the children of Israel. So make sure when you make a mistake in your election, sure, there's number one out there that you can be had out here in California. That is Yahweh talking to the seal. Tell the seal what to take to the children of the book. What to tell them. All right, do you pick it up, boy? Well, 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 no mind that one bit. Oh, he's like, so you understand? So you got to make sure we got this thing right. Because when you get tested, you got to take a deep breath and remember the scriptures. That is Yahweh talking to a fear about the children of Israel. Verse number one. We're going to chapter 37, taking it back up at verse 13. 13 reads, and you should know that I am the Yahweh, when I have opened your grave, yes. O my people, yes. and brought you up out of your grave, yes. verse 14, and shall put my spirit in you. He said, what I'm going to do, Ezekiel, tell them, I'm going to put my spirit in them, and you shall live, live. and I shall place you in your own land. So that's what you're telling me, Ezekiel, go ahead. Then shall you know that I, the Yahweh, have 
spoken it. Then you will know that Yahweh has spoken it. And performed it. Yes. Set for Yahweh. This is good. Verse 15. The word of the Yahweh came again unto me, saying. Well, it said, that word came to who again? Ezekiel the seer. Again. So now, now you let Ezekiel rest up. As soon as he had his eyes open again, the word came right back to him again. Is that what we read, Brother Titus? Yahweh. Well, verse 16. Verse 16. Moreover, you son of man. Well, now watch this now. Take you one stick. Take you one stick. And write upon it. For Yadah Judah uh-huh. and for the children of Israel, his company, the uh, uh, southern kingdom, Benjamin and uh, Levi and Simeon. Then take another stick. No, you Read 16, let me give you the breakdown. Read it again, 16. Verse 16. Both sticks in his hand representing 
the twelve tribes of Israel are with two sticks in his hand. Now that that you didn't do it through two sticks. Verse seventeen. Enjoy them. And join them one to another. One and take them two sticks. And join them one to another. And I'll ring. He got two sticks in his hand. Now he'll join them together. Now you know if he put a three-fold rope together or two sticks together, it'll be hard to break. It's easy to break on one, but if he put both sticks together, huh? It's harder to break in that way. Okay. I got to put it right here. Let me out there, Titus. Let me out there. Let me destroy Jeremiah chapter 6. Let me, let me see what you two sticks here. See, you you got to be able to hit him left and then go with his right side with the better head and be prepared to deliver. Let's find what these two sticks here. We're going to find out what these two sticks here by, by using a three step. We're going to 50 chapters and we're looking at verse 4. Jeremiah 50, verse 4. Look at Jeremiah 6, chapter 50, verse 4. In those days, and at that time, said Yahweh, the children of Israel, nor the king, shall come, and there the children of Yadah Judah, the other kingdom, together, going and weeping. They shall go and seek Yahweh, their Yahweh. Verse 33 and 34. Verse 33 verse 34. Thus said Yahweh of hosts, the children of Israel, nor the kingdom, the northern tribes, and the children of Yadah Judah, the other kingdom, were oppressed together. And all that took them captive, hold them fast. Everybody They refused to let them go. Verse 34. They redeemed his strong. Yahweh hope is his name. He shall duly play, plead their cause, that he may give rest to the land and describe the habitants of Babylon. He will describe the inhabitants of the United States, Russia, and China, and the public of the Arabs. He's going to take it all that business. Yeah. And come on back to 37th chapter over here. And y'all learn to take it back up where he is. So now we know what the two sticks is, right? We take two sticks together, southern and northern, right? And we bow them by name, that's the children of Israel and the children of Judah, right? Hallelujah. Go ahead, read. Come back to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, finish up verse 17. Verse 17, right? No, 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 this is real good, now. And join them one to another. And join them one to another. And to one stick. And to one stick. And they shall become one in your hand. And they will become one in. Who will become one in thy hand? He could have said. Northern king, the, uh, the, the ten northern tribes and the southern tribes, Yahya Judah. Um, and the northern tribes, the ten northern tribes of Israel, will become one hand in the city. Now, come back to one in that again, the whole thing. Now let's see what it makes sense again. Now let's because we done all this to get back to Hosea 1 and 11. Let's see do it make sense now. We done we went all around the block to get back to Hosea 1 and 11. Wait, what young lion said when he just read it. 1 and 11. The book of Hosea, chapter 11. 
I mean, chapter 1. The book of Hosea, chapter 1, verse number 11. Verse 11, read. Then shall the children of Yadah Judah yeah. and the children of Israel yeah. be gathered together, be gathered together and appoint themselves one head. And they're going to appoint themselves one head. Now, who's one head going to be there? Oh,
Give me a... Uh, Chapter 12, verse 12. Chapter 12, verse 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit will teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right. The righteous spirit will teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. All right. Okay. The righteous spirit will teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. All right, uh, to do this, um, give me the, um, give me, um, Mark chapter 13, verse 11. 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 Huh? But when they shall leave, I'll be Take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak. Now that you be premeditate, right? Whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speaking, for if it is not ye that speak, but the righteous spirit. Right there. That's right. All right. Um, speak loud. Speak loud. Speak loud, young line. Yeah. That's right. You, you, you heard how to see about it. That's how you got to bring it. Be better. Be better. Be better. Be better. Be better. Be better. Bring it better. That's right. Bring it better than the seal brought it. Got to get out your thing and, and follow the seals lead. Even tighten it up. Add to it. Bring some juice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put some more juice to that Nehemiah. Put some more juice to it. Look at Nehemiah. That's right. Look at Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9. Verse 20, Verse 26, verse 26 reads, That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the river. 